0: You're listening to the Cup of Joe Morning Show podcast hosted by Joe Hunter on The Sound of Life at soundoflife.org. So I was looking at Paul. You know, Paul really, really wanted the new followers of Jesus to comprehend somehow the depth and the width of Christ's love, their understanding of Christ's love for you. And he realized it's progressive as you go through every day, you, you see things, you learn things, you feel things, and you grow. I, I heard it explained recently. It's one, of the, one of the most, it's one of the simplest things I've ever heard that illustrate becoming a follower of Christ, or as they say, becoming a Christian, right? You, you stop taking stuff and you start giving stuff. Your morning dose of encouragement. The Cup of Joe Morning Show on The Sound of Life. Let's see. Let me check this out here, right here. Uh, let's see now. Well, first of all, I think in order to appreciate this quote from an NBA, former NBA player, you should know that my youngest child, a son, is a big Chris Stapps Poor Porzingis fan, and if you're an NBA fan, you know that recently he played for the New York Knicks. I was kidding him this year because now he plays for the Boston Celtics. Now we can go watch him play the Knicks. <laughs> so anyway, for three years in a row, my son went to Madison Square Garden to watch the New York Knicks play so he could watch poor Porzingis play ball. And he did not see him one of those times. And that is probably, that is a big complaint of NBA fans because of a thing known as load management. So you may not see the star that you say, you know. Well, we all know back in the day, we, we went to the Meadowlands to see the New Jersey Nets play. It wasn't to see them play. It was to see the Chicago Bulls and Michael Jordan play. That's we were all rooting. We all knew that, right? That's why we go to see the stars play ball. But There's a thing called load management. It's very interesting. Charles Barkley, a year ago, had some thoughts on load management. He said, wait a minute. You're going to make $70 million and you can't play basketball three or four days a week, fly private, got the best medical staff ever created, people working in the steel mill every day. I'm pretty sure they tired, too, but they go to work every day. Wow. <laughs> and it's, you know, there's a lot of truth to that. People say, what's the best advice you've ever got in radio? And it may surprise a lot of people. It may surprise you right now. Someone said, just remember, always remember this. That guy working in the steel mill, he ain't ever going to believe you have a real job. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I don't have a real job, do I? No. Nope. Helping you focus through the morning fog. The Cup of Joe morning show on the sound of life. Big day for radio. It was in 1941 that the first FM radio station went on the air. I had no idea FM was that early. Uh, most radio, of course, came on in 1920s. Of course, it was AM radio. Amplified. My, a, a, never mind. I thought I knew. But anyway. Um but AM radio, and so AM radio, we will listen to that for years. It was all in our cars and everything, you know. And that's how we got our news kids. That was, you know, television. I mean, there was like three of them. Uh, the computer was way down the road, and the computer held in your hand was way down the road. And that's how we got news. That's how we, we, families sat around the radio and listened to sporting events. say
1: by Lehman still going he's up
0: to the 25 and now he's hit and hit hard about the 27 yard line you painted you painted your own picture uh oh uh oh from the United Press yes Flash Washington the White House announces Japanese attack on Pearl Harbor wow can you imagine sitting around my dad heard that while he was studying while he was at North Carolina State College as it was known as then on a Sunday he heard that that on the radio And that was radio was very important in those days. But it kind of makes you appreciate the quality of the FM signal. Cup of Joe morning show with Joe Hunter. He'll put a smile on your face no matter what side of the bed you got up on. I was watching some people explaining kind of what was going on. And I love in, in the last several years, I've really learned a tremendous amount about the culture of the cities in which the Apostle Paul, I, I, you cannot underestimate his ministry. He brought the church to the Gentiles, okay? And, and, and he had people in his churches who had no idea who Abraham was. <laughs> I, have, I have no clue, right? It's just incredible. And they also had other temples. There. Well, I know they had one temple, that temple of Diana. I guess Greek is Artemis, right? That was a big deal. And those and they had the women running around. Anyway, I don't want to get into all that. But it explains a lot if you know what is going on in Ephesus and that region and in Corinth and stuff. And trying to get order in the church services, how it's going to be. And that's kind of what is explaining. And he had a lot of questions thrown at him about people in church. But here's one of the things that I learned, okay? And it's pretty evident because um, I, I, th- I just think Jesus, after the resurrection, you know after he came out of that tomb, and we, we all know that the the stone was rolled away so we could go in, not that he could get out because at that point he was walking through walls. He uh, apparently could spontaneously be anywhere and whenever he wanted to be. He could be on the dirt road to Emmaus and then seconds later be walking through the wall in Jerusalem. And and I said, he was living it. He had a new body. He could make it so people didn't recognize him. But people did recognize him. That's that's very important. But the very first thing that happened, right, the very first, you know, the day that people started realizing that Jesus is resurrected. In fact, he said, what happened? The women went in looking for him and he wasn't there. And and then he said, "You go tell you tell them in an in an era." I started to say a in an era when women's people did not believe women. That's true. Women's testimony was not used as valid. It wasn't used in court. It's hard to even imagine a a society like that. But that permeated that culture. And, and women and, and everybody knew the status of women and children, slaves and all that, you know, the hierarchy. All, everybody knew that. And Jesus picked women to go and tell the very first time that he has risen. They didn't believe him either, but. Eventually, of course, they saw Jesus. But Reaching the heart of the Northeast, the sound of life. And I thank God for you, pro-life person. This is a season for 40 uh, days of um, prayer, I do believe. And, and boy, if you've been a prayer warrior out there, I know over the years, prayer warriors out in neighborhoods around, out in public praying, wow, I'm telling you, you are braver than... Then Rocky, <laughs> climbing up the steps in a museum in Philadelphia. Wow, well, he got nothing on you. I'm telling you, because... You are facing a giant. And if you've... If you've ever been out in public... And then seeing somebody drive up, a young man drives up,
1: and then he says this. I'm actually a great supporter of what y'all are doing mm-hmm. because I'm actually a rape child. My daddy raped my mom. That's wow. how I came into the world. The man went to jail and everything. When it happened, my mama wanted to abort me. But my grandma, who was a woman of God, she believed different, and she told my mom not to abort me. When she did have me, she left me at the hospital. To the hospital, and she took... she got me and she took care of me and i went through a lot of hell and and just in my life it was really hard for me to find purpose but i tell you i'm 27 years old now i found jesus it has completely changed my life and the way i see why i'm just the way that i see why i'm here and and just to know that i'm glad that my mama had me even though it was from a rape scripture that i always marked in my heart you know Ah. as i got older and i was understanding my story Um, He said, when my mother and my father forsake me, then the Lord will take care of me, you know what I'm saying? So like, I just encourage like anybody to know like, yo, God is real. (laughs) The sound of life.
0: Does any of you wish that Jesus would just walk into your kitchen Sit down with you, have a cool cup, cup of joe, and say, okay, here's what we're going (laughs) to do. Lay it out to you, yeah. Well, Father God, in my weakness, you are still strong. So today, please remind me that I am never alone. Give me the strength to face whatever comes next and compassion for the people I interact with today. Show me how to love others well and help me keep my eyes fixed on you. In Jesus' name. Reaching the heart of the Northeast, the sound of life. Got so many stories to tell you, but I got one at a time. (laughs) One right now. It's pretty cool. The story I'm thinking about has to do with uh, a a great man that um, played for the New York Yankees named Yogi Berra. A lot of you may have seen him. He got around a lot and lived in Jersey. Uh, He was at a father and son banquet at which he was to speak and um, Yogi Berra was happily signing his name to bats and balls given to the youngsters attending when he noticed a group of lads who had no gifts, and he was told that they were from a nearby orphanage. You know what he did? He—you got it. He left the table. They left the head table. He was at the head table, of course, and he sat with them, signing their programs. One of the organizers said, you've you, you got to return to the head table, say a few words. He said, you go on with the program. I'm busy talking to some of my friends. Starting your day with a smile. It's the Cup of Joe Morning Show with Joe Hunter. You wonder when something that turns out really great is kind of a, a novel idea. You wonder if anybody complained about it. You know, I think about it a lot. Most of the commercials that I see on TV, I'm like, Who in what boardroom did they decide that this was going to go on TV? (laughs) Oh, man. Now, the the crazy idea was to put a child care center inside of a nursing home. And they actually did it. Uh, And the kids do activities with the residents. And they learn about the elderly and how to accept people with disabilities. And then, on the other hand, the seniors who feel at home, they are less... Isolated by playing with the children every day, and it works out pretty nice. You've been listening to the Cup of Joe Morning Show podcast on The Sound of Life, the Hudson Valley's 100% listener-funded Christian radio station. For more information on upcoming events, contests, to ask for prayer, and to become a member of the Sound of Life family by supporting the station, visit us at soundoflife.org.